Hi, I'm Winter of Wandering Wisdom and of SoCal Coaching. I'm a third generation intuitive, a master Reiki healer, teacher, mentor, life coach, and I'm bringing you this podcast with all these amazing people that I know in my community who are metaphysical practitioners, healers, teachers, bringing you their experiences and wisdom, as well as my own personal journeys to support you in your up-leveling and having an even more amazing day. Welcome. Hello and welcome to Wandering Wisdom with Winter. For this episode, I have a treat for you. So I hosted a little giveaway on my Instagram to my followers, inviting them to enter for the opportunity to receive a free so-called coaching session in exchange for sharing that session and their experience on the podcast. And so I had a very lovely lady who won. I picked the names at random. And so you get to sit in on a session, listen in, to the experience and if you like follow the methods and techniques that I use in her session to gain some clarity and direction for yourself this particular session we use the technique to support a decision-making process so if you're stuck between two options for example or two possibilities then this session recording could be very helpful for you so i'm super excited for you to listen in experience perhaps give it a try and i would absolutely love it if you left feedback in the comments area of the episode enjoy cool so I'm just going to explain a little bit about the, the process, like the flow of what we're going to be doing today. And then I'm going to be asking you some questions about like your journey, you know, what it is that we're going to be getting into. Okay. So the flow of the session generally begins with the check-in, which we're about to do <laughs> after um, talking about the flow. So we do a little check-in, talk about like what's going on in your life, in your journey, um, and what's like presenting like challenges or, or blocks. After we do that part, we get into a meditation calibration. And that's a combination of guided meditation and energy calibrating. So it's a form of energy healing. And it's gonna feel really delicious <laughs> and yummy. And oftentimes um, people are like, no, I just wanna stay in that. And I'm like, I know, <laughs> but we have to come back now. So there'll be that. And what that does is it helps to prepare your energy, your spirit for the 
shifting and transformation and the questions and all of that juicy stuff, which we will get into um, after we come out of the meditation calibration. So the way that that all happens is I channel questions from my guides. I already called them in, they're hanging out with us now. And um, after we go through the channeled inquiry process, they'll signal to me when they want to begin the guided visualization. And that process is we take the information that was gathered during the channeled inquiry and we bring you back into that meditative space where you're connected to source and to earth and all of that. And they lead you through a series of visualizations to help integrate the information, release anything that needs to be released and bring in whatever needs to be brought in. And after we come out of that, they usually have suggestions <laughs> or recommendations, which is totally up to you if you want to do them or not. It's just like they're the way that they give tools so that you can maintain your momentum moving forward. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, I'm, cool. all, I'm all for the recommendations. <laughs> okay, awesome. So let's start with the, the check-in chat. So tell me a little bit about your journey and where you are today in terms of where you're feeling challenged or stuck? Mm, that's a really good question. I think um, what's been coming up for me a lot has been related to sort of the things you were talking about in terms of like what place is really calling me in. Um, so we've, my husband and I and my small family, we've been in Denver on and off for the last 11 years. And um, his mother recently, she's been sick. She's got, um, she's had cancer for the last several years and she had a surgery and, and we're both from Michigan. And so um, that place has sort of been, been itching at us a little bit, kind of calling us back in some senses. Um, but we're just not clear like what that means or what that would look like, if that would be like a permanent resettlement or just sort of temporary um, so we can be closer to his mom, but that definitely feels real and, and more recently urgent related to her health. Um, and then the second thing is another, again, just like pull that I'm feeling is um, to Peru. So my father's originally from Peru and um, sort of related to the work that I do is a lot around food justice and growing and farming even. Um, I went to grad school to realize I wanted to become a farmer, but it was interesting because I didn't realize until a recent visit with my father this year that um, I've got farming in my bloodline, like unbroken, like to, to this day, there's, there's farmland in this space in Peru. That's like, um, yeah. And again, so it's just like, okay, I don't really know what to do with that. Like we're definitely open to relocating and like, you know, following things but it right now it, it hasn't all come together yet it doesn't quite all make sense um so I would say that that's a big part of what's been swirling around because I think the place that you're in just dictates so much about your life right um so yeah just I would say that that's kind of what's been on my heart lately okay beautiful 
And how gorgeous is that lineage of farming? <laughs> right? I was That's like, so gorgeous. I no, love that. No. I love that. Okay. So what we're going to be doing next is going into the guided meditation calibration. So I'd like you to find your most comfortable place to sit. Should I be lying down or does it matter? You know, um, totally your preference. As long as you can hear my voice, you're golden. Okay, great. When you're ready, close your eyes and take a deep breath in. And release. Take another deep breath in. And release. One more. Okay. Awesome. Continue to breathe in and out with your eyes closed. You know that you have descended into your inner space. The guides are bringing us to the heart space first, our focus there. And so we'd like you to imagine a beautiful emerald green light around your physical heart. And as you breathe in, that green light expands. And as you release the breath, the light gets brighter. And so just expanding this beautiful heart energy and knowing that as we expand the heart energy, we're inviting in love, support, joy, blessings, synchronicity, security, knowing and anything else you might feel would be helpful for you today and as we release the breath we're letting go of any stress any fear any anxiety any doubts any feelings of stuckness or stagnant energy, anything you may have picked up along the way that's not yours, it's okay to let it go. Okay, beautiful. They're showing me that the heart energy is now the size of your entire body. And they're now moving the focus to both your crown chakra and your root chakra simultaneously they're activating them, allowing them to open at the crown. That beautiful white violet light is opening into the form of a lotus flower and they're inviting in source energy, your angels, guides, guardians and ancestors as a beautiful stream of white light coming into the crown 
shining like a beam through the mid center, the midline of your body. And as it pours in and flows past each chakra, it supports and strengthens it, activating it as well. Okay. They're showing the beam of light making its way down through the body. Okay, it's now connected with the root chakra, which is also now activated and open like a beautiful red rose. They're inviting in the crystalline earth energy from her core. Which crystals? Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Pyrite, black tourmaline, rose quartz. So those crystalline vibrational energies are now flowing up through all of the earth's layers, traveling up into your feet, along your legs, into your hips, where those two streams of crystalline energy are now meeting at the center, at the base of your spine, flowing up into the root chakra, and also into your skeletal system. Take a deep breath in and release. Good, they're saying these crystalline energies are helping you to anchor and integrate divine source energy. Take another deep breath in and release. Wheel your toes and your fingers and slowly start to come back. And when you feel ready, you may open your eyes. How are you feeling? Great. As we were coming out of that, I felt the top my crown like tickling, like tingling. <laughs> okay. So now we're going to the part of the channeled inquiry. And um, we're going to be exploring these two forks in the road. Because they're showing me as um, the path where you're on currently, and it's like this divergence that sort of happens um, between Michigan and between Peru. Okay. Okay, I'm just listening to what the guides are saying. Um, they're talking about generational matters and, okay. They have a bunch of questions, but they're making me start <laughs> with Michigan. So, um, in terms of, of being able to support 
Is he your father's mother? I mean, your husband's mother? Okay. Um, in what, what forms of support is she needing right now for her process? Um, I think part of it's support. So she just recently had a surgery and, you know, is physically recovering. And so there's like the physical like, mm -hmm. support of being there. Um, but I think the other thing is more just like, like emotional support both ways and being able to just spend time together as a family while we have it. Um, so, um, and yeah, his, his father passed away about seven years ago too. So she lives, you know, by herself. Um, her daughter does live with her in the, the same town, but um, my husband and then his brother live out of state. So um, yeah, I guess it's just like more connection to family, more, um, again, yeah, actually, as I was speaking to you about it, both Michigan and Peru, like, it feels being called towards home, like in just two different contexts. Because um, yeah, I, I, we were both born and raised in Michigan. So that very much feels like a place we know. Um, so yeah. Um, what's coming through is that there are going to be two homecomings for you and um that and and quite possibly um two moves but things need to be done sequentially because chapters need to be attended to there's a, a certain order of events that need to happen um when you were talking about that you went to you went to graduate school to learn about farming or <laughs> was that more of like, I went to graduate school, but then I realized that my heart isn't farming. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I studied like international development and food security specifically, but then I just realized that it was such a, um, yeah, it felt like a core part of me is it felt very drawn to farming. Okay. And how, how connected um, to the land and with that kind of work are you now? Are you currently? I mean, we own our own home, um, sort of like urban homesteading to the extent to which I can. Um, we, yeah, we grow a good amount of food here. Um, but again, it's sort of limited given that it's not like my full job. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm growing some seedlings inside right here that I'm staring at. Um, so yeah, I, I would just, it feels like I said, just limited. And again, we live in the city. So there's really, you know, only so much we can do. Um, I do, again, I'm, I feel very grateful to be connected to, I work for a gardening organization. So like, it's part of my job. Like I teach people how to grow food. So, so in that way, it feels like an extension of that, I guess, broader mission of connecting people to food and um, but right now it just looks different with my work and my home life um, than maybe it could in the future. Okay. And what is, what is the vision that you see yourself moving towards in terms of your future and ultimately like where you want to be with this connection to the land? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think for a long time after my dad visited, I uh, was sort of romanticizing like this place that he was from. Like he's sort of a person that doesn't freely share stories. And so, because I never asked my whole life, I just never knew this whole you know piece of him. 
Um, so it was just like, you know, felt like a lot of excavating of just like, oh, I have this question, this question. And we like, you know, pulled it up on Google Maps and he's telling me all these things. And so in terms of like, and it did feel like it was feeding a craving that I have on some level, but at the same time, it feels premature without like, I haven't been to Peru in over 10 years um, without like seeing more, I guess. Like the initial step felt like, okay, well maybe we should visit Peru, <laughs> you know? Um, so I can't really say specifically what it looks like. Um, I think it would be really cool to learn more about farming in that region. Cause like farming is so region specific. Um, and the way he described it to me, it was sort of like a, a microclimate, given that it's really high elevation, but still surrounded by valleys. So it's kind of like this tropical place, um, which is very different from like where we are in Colorado and what I'm used to in the Midwest. And so I think without knowing some more of those elements, like it's really hard to say, like, I don't want to just boldly say, I want to you know, move to Peru and farm the land. Like that might be naive of me to do. Um, there might also be a lot of learning there, but again, I just don't really know what, I don't know enough of the context to say, like, I've never met my uncle who lives on that farm. You know, like, I don't know more of the story there. I, I have just a, you know, very general pieces of what my father shared with me and that's really it. Okay. Um, as you're speaking, what's coming through is uh, this desire to connect more deeply with ancestry and lineage and just the connections that come with that, the energy. And um, in terms of what you're going to be creating around legacy in your own life as well. And um, with this feeling pulled to this feeling of like a nostalgia, like this pull to um, Michigan, like it's like a return home. It's like this, this feeling of like a, a returning home, but at the same time, like even though you were like literally raised there, right? Like that's your home, but there's a part of it that doesn't quite feel like home, mm. like not all the way. Does mm. that make sense? Yeah, I mean, like, I definitely was born and raised there, but I also mm -hmm. spent a lot of time away from there. So even as a child, we lived overseas two times for like a year or more. Um, my husband and I, we did the Peace Corps in Mongolia. I've been away just after graduating undergrad for like 10 or 12 years. So yeah, I think, however, and like given that, um, I also sort of had the understanding that like, there's no place and, and having been able to travel a lot, there's no place that I, I, I believe I will ever know in a way that I know Michigan, if that makes sense. Like, like the, the ecology, the seasonality, the, um, the people, not so much, but just like, I guess more at like a core level, like, um, it was interesting to me to think about that it just feels very grounding when I think about um, being surrounded by water and some of the elements that you can find there. And so, um, yeah, so that, I mean, and like, we've also tried to move back to Michigan. We moved back to Detroit in 2015 and it didn't really take and we ended up back in Colorado. And so 
Um, there's also this feeling of like timing with it. And I, um, I, I feel personally more ready for that return. Um, cause I feel like I can sort of take my life and adapt it to anywhere. Um, I feel like it's a little bit more of a tricky question when you're moving multiple people and family members. And, um, so my husband, I, I'm not sure if he's at that same place. Um, but I think we're kind of in those initial conversations of like, well, could we be? Um, and then my girls, I'm sure, you know, they're four and nine months will adapt and be fine. Like, I think their home is us. Um, so yeah, that's, that's sort of how Michigan feels. Okay. So there's a uh, thing around going back to Michigan um, as a return to one of your homes, but also as a return to uh, what's coming through is like a resetting of, of the foundation. And the resetting of the foundation is what's going to be preparing you for like um, what's coming next after that in terms of the work that you're bringing into the world. Um, like how you're going to be doing your work, you know, how you are of service, like all of that. And um, Gosh, there's also this thing coming through about how you're going to be working with people like on a much larger scale in terms of being a steward of the earth and teaching, um, this thing about like teaching people about like systems and stuff like that. It may be through like um, a bigger organization, like a foundation or something like that, where you're going to be connecting um, more with people on a larger scale, helping them to understand their own connection to the land and how they can um, work with it in a way that has much more impact than how they've been doing currently. Okay, so what they want to do now is um, they're going to bring you, we're gonna go into the guided visualization um, because they're saying that there's information <laughs> and messages waiting for you in there, okay? Um, from each of those places from both Peru and from Michigan. So we're gonna go back into that inner space if you'd like to go ahead and recline, you can. Okay. When you're ready, close your eyes and take a deep breath in. And release. Another deep breath. Okay, one more. Beautiful. 
So we are now back in the inner space with that beautiful source energy continuing to stream in, supporting your body and its fields. You're also being supported by the energy of the earth and have that gorgeous expanded heart energy field. All right, so the guides are creating a beautiful white crystalline sphere. It's floating about two feet in front of your body. Okay, they're inviting you to take the crystalline sphere like to bring it into your heart space. Okay. Once you have the crystalline sphere in your heart space, they're now inviting you to step inside of the crystalline sphere. And once you do so, you find yourself in a beautiful space filled with sparkling white and multicolored light. You're completely supported. No need to exert yourself in any way. So you're kind of floating here. And across from you in the sphere, you notice that there are two doors. And each, behind each of these doors, they're saying behind one door is Michigan and behind the other door is Peru, but you won't know until you step through the door. So take a deep breath in and release. And when you're ready, you can choose a door on the left or on the right to enter. You open the door, close it behind you, find yourself in the space of that place. Notice where you are and notice how it feels to be there. Like notice what sensations it's bringing up in your body. Does your body feel light? Does it feel heavy? What sort of feelings does it bring up for you? Is it calm? Is it happy? Beautiful. And observe if there are people around you, if it's family members, if it's your friends, and just observe how they are interacting with the space around them in this place. Take a deep breath in. And release. 
So this place in space that you're currently in observing and experiencing, it has a message for you. Okay, when you receive that message, you just say thank you. And when you're ready to exit, that door is just behind you if you turn around. And when you step through that door, back into the space you were originally floating, take a deep breath in. Guides are just showering you white light to clear your energy. And now they are inviting you to step through the other door. Stepping through, the door closes behind you, and you're in a completely new space and place. Notice what is around you and notice how your body feels in this space, what sensations come up for you. There might be lightness, heaviness, there may be tingling. Notice what, if any, emotions come up for you in this place. And notice the people that are around you, if they're family or friends or both. Observe what activities you're doing and they're doing. Beautiful, take a deep breath in. And release. Observe how the people around you in this space and place, how they are behaving. Do they seem happy, sad, preoccupied, busy, having fun? Very good. Okay. Now this space and place also has a message for you. Okay. Once you have that message, take a deep breath in. And release. When you feel ready, 
to exit, the door is just behind you. And when you step back into the space where you began, you're again being showered with divine white light. Take a deep breath in and release. Okay, the doors have dissolved and you're just left here in this crystalline sphere floating, surrounded by divine energy. Take a deep breath in. And let it go. Beautiful. As you continue to breathe in and out, the crystalline sphere dissolves around you into a billion particles and those particles are being absorbed by your heart energy. Take another deep breath in and release. Wiggle your toes and your fingers and slowly begin to come back. And when you feel ready, you may open your eyes. Okay, how are you feeling? Good. <laughs> okay, so I'm really curious. Um, when you stepped through the first door, which place was it? It's so interesting because it was sort of both. Um, was I stepped back into time, into my like first childhood home with my parents. And at that time, the rhythm of our life was that my dad was a professor and in the winters, he like hated the winters given that he's from Peru and he would go back to Peru and spend them there. So it was sort of like, there are potentialities to have a life that includes both um, throughout the year. And then the other thing that I was thinking of was the seasonality of like winter and summer and that they have the opposite seasons. And so even thinking about um, the growing season, you know, or, that wouldn't be necessarily our growing season, but but our winter and off season. So that actually might support itself if there wanted to be like a, you know, a time for Peru in the winter time and then a time for Michigan in the summertime, which kind of would be best of both worlds. So that was really interesting to just kind of like, again, just be with my parents in the late 80s versions of them and think about decisions. And like, again, for my dad, and that was, that worked for him for a time um when he had a small family and so that was and what message did that space and energy have for you um i guess it was sort of like it kept coming back to to the timing like again the seasonality like look more at the timing basically it was um so yeah i guess 
I don't know more, but I want to learn more. Okay, cool. And with, through, when you went through the second door, what space and energy was there? So I sort of realized just energetically when I was went through the first door, um, I was really rooted in energy in my stomach. And so I chose to focus on energy or I was called to focus on energy like behind my eyelids for the second door. And it was very just like, it wasn't, it took a while for that to take any type of shape. Um, but once it did, it was Michigan and particularly like a good friend of mine that I just sort of, it was like more feelings based than like physical imagery. Um, but it, I guess it sort of spoke to some of the things that you had alluded to just about like just being of service and the way we go about change in our world and environment. And it just felt more elevated in that way, like from, from like a systems level. Um, and so again, it wasn't very specific, but it was just that sort of like imagery and energy that I felt when I went through the second door. Okay, awesome. And um, what message came through for you there? Oh my gosh, I should have written it down because now I can't really remember. Um, give me a second. <sighs> yeah, I've lost it. I can't remember. <laughs> there was something more so than the first. There was more of a message in the second one. Um, and I don't know, maybe it, I, I don't know if this was quite it, but I think also when you were guiding me both in and out through the, the sphere, it was just that um, like both door, doors hold a lot of supportive energy and that felt really nice. The, um, the messages that I, heard and saw coming through for you in each room with the first room it was there's always a place for you here <clears throat> and that room felt more like Michigan <clears throat> just from what I was trying to like uh dip in and see because I didn't want to interfere <laughs> too much with what the guys are doing um and with the second room it felt more like Peru and the message that was coming through there was there are roots waiting to be grown here. And I can see how those two messages can be definitely connected between the two places. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so the way that um, they dissolved that sphere within your energy was so that you could integrate and keep all the information that came through for you. So um, what they're suggesting is, is that the information that came through for you before in the second room that slipped out before you had a chance to like write it down is gonna come back as like, oh wait, I think this was it. And so you'll, you'll have the opportunity to, to catch it again. Um, but the, the main purpose of the sphere was to help you have access to the energies and the information from both places 
time and spaces. And it was also to help you use your, your energy and body wisdom in navigating in terms of like this or that, what feels aligned, what feels right, all of that kind of stuff. And it, that visualization that we did can be used as a tool again. So if you're, um, if you find yourself in a place and it happens to all of us, we're like, oh, I don't know which way to go. Um, you can call forth, like go into that, the three breaths in to sink in and call forth that sphere again and bring it in and use it as your, your, um, your meeting room. Mm, so accessible. Yeah, they've been sharing that particular tool a lot to help people have more accessibility to information, energy, and to help, help them navigate which way to go. Thank you. You're welcome. So um, that's actually, fine. Um, that's actually, <laughs> they're like, that is the, her tool to use moving forward if she chooses to do so. Mm. So, um, do you have any any questions about any of the things that we did today? No, I feel, well, I'm sure I have a lot of questions, but um, <laughs> I feel very resourced and excited to continue exploring these two forks, these two worlds, these two places. So yeah, it feels really good. Awesome. And I love how, um, what, what did come through today, um, in terms of the seasonality and that memory, it, 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 it's like they brought you like way back into the past and also like way into like a possible like future. Mm -hmm. So I love that sort of um, like traveling through time to show you particular aspects of things that can help you in terms of moving forward. So I would also suggest um, to, if you haven't already, just to like write down everything that you experienced, starting with the first room and then going into the second room. And by doing that, that will that might also help to trigger the, oh yeah, that's what was coming through. Um, especially now while you're still in like this meditative and like calibrated space. Mm, that's great. Yes. Okay. Mm. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. This is great. I appreciate your spending time. Thank you. Okay. Wanna